What's up, what's up? Another week, another podcast. This is your favorite football podcast, The Football Academy. I'm your supponent tonight with Braden. How's it going, sir? Oh, it's good. It's been a good weekend of footy. I spent some time in Miami uh, this past weekend, uh, ate some Cuban food, um, actually met someone from Islington at the, at the bar in Miami, so it was a good uh, weekend all around over here. Uh, how are you doing, Spoon? Cannot complain, sir. Cannot complain. Anytime uh, Man United is doing well, and... Uh, Anytime Barcelona are in trouble, it makes for very good days, in my opinion. So it's been a very good day. It was a very good weekend of football, to be honest. We are going to get into a couple of the games, but um, Liverpool-Arsenal, what a game to watch as a neutral. And, you know, as neutral as I can be given the scenario. Um, but before we go any further, Braden, do you want to do a quick tally of the results? Yeah, I I'm actually excited to do it this week. Some some weeks it's not as fun, but this this is a good one for us. Uh, so um, quick note: we are all profitable, which is always a, a nice weekend. So uh, Will is the the third place with um, just squeaking out profitability, but it all counts uh, with uh, ten twenty eight on a return of a thousand pod or. A 1028 return on outlay of a thousand pod bucks. Uh, Sapoon in second with 1231 on an outlay of a thousand, and I turned in 1623. Uh, so a pretty solid week for all of us. Um, if you bet with us, um, hopefully you mixed in the right parlay here and there, and uh, we got you over the line. But um, pretty good weekend for us. Indeed, great weekend when everyone's profitable. But I mean. Will's not here to really talk about it, so not going to go too much about it. Not going to go keep going on about the team that lost because, you know what, we're a podcast for winners, and because Arsenal won, we are going to start there. Arsenal 3, Liverpool 2. You know what? Don't even care about the game as much. First half, my motherfucking parlay hit where I had Darwin Nunes, uh, Gabriel Martinelli, and Saka all scoring, so... If you took that bet, congratulations. It was a lot of money. I only put down $2. If you did 10 congratulations. You made a shit ton of money. Having said that, what a start. What a weird game, in my opinion, when I look at how it all played out. Because it's 1-0 Arsenal. You think they're about to kind of give it to Liverpool and then Liverpool come back. And Arsenal, overall, I thought were the more deserving team of a win. And um, Liverpool fans, uh, the few that I have seen complain a lot about the refs, don't really see what you're complaining about. There's a reason you guys are called Liverpool. Yeah, like I, so we'll start there. Like I mostly agree with that. And if you look at any advanced metrics, whether it's XG, uh, the most touches in the box that Liverpool have allowed an opponent since like Man City in 2019. Um, and if you look at XG, like depending on the model, uh, I saw one those like 2.9 to 0.9. Um, Understats has this 2.8 to 0.77. I so Arsenal were pretty much in control of this game, which isn't to say that like Liverpool obviously couldn't have won it. They had some chances, but I, I think to say that or to imply that these two teams were even does a little bit of a disservice to just how well Arsenal played in this game. I, it wasn't perfect. Throughout the whole game for Arsenal, um, there were a few nervy moments, and uh, you know certainly in the first half, Liverpool were much more competitive in in, in the game versus Arsenal. But I, I really felt in the second half specifically, you saw an Arsenal team that was very determined to see this game out and really took control of the game and um, 
dominated might be a little bit strong of a word, but I thought Arsenal were fully in control of the match, specifically in the second half. There were some calls. I I get where people are going with that. On a different day, a different rough, you might get different calls, but I mean, you can say that about every single match in the Premier League. So uh, I, I don't really see the point in spending that much time on it. I did not see any calls that were blatantly wrong. I get arguing Gabriel's handball. I, I disagree, but sure. Like if you, if you, if you're adamant, that's a handball, then that's like your judgment, but it wasn't the rest today. So, or that day. So I, that's how it goes sometimes. Um, Arsenal certainly been on the wrong end of plenty of those. Uh, so I, I'm not going to lose any sleep over that at all. Yeah, I, I really did think Arsenal um, started the game really well. And when it really came down to it, um, you know, I had that little extra that otherwise you've seen the teams like Liverpool and Man City's and everybody else to have. So um, well done to Arsenal. And to be honest, I do want to talk a little bit more about the refereeing decisions, not just in this game, in um, in terms of what happened on Sunday. It was kind of a very wild day because you first have the West Ham game where Skamaka and Antonio's goals both have very obvious handballs, in my opinion. Like, if the rule is that if it touches an attacking player's body or uh, touches his hand, regardless of if it touches his body first or not, it is a handball. They, those still get given after VAR. You have the whole Gabriel situation after that where people are, you know what, if you want to cry about it, feel free. I love when Liverpool fans cry. And then uh, Man United, like the Marcus Rashford goal, it hit his bicep and got called back after that. So I really did want to say, like, venture out and kind of say, like, if you are going to do VAR, you need to kind of do how an NFL does it, where there is, like, in NFL, it's like New York's going to take a look at it. They're going to do their thing, whatever. Um, you have have at least some sort of consistency within the fucking day like not even over a course of a season it's the same day that like var is making different decisions so what are your thoughts and opinions on something like that i'd be all for that because i mean i think even uh, even though i found it funny uh, uh, in the wake of the game last week uh, antonio conte said something about that with um emerson royal's red card which i i also thought was a red card but his whole thing about like there are some games where that's maybe not even a yellow. There are some games where it's a straight red, and that's just incredibly hard for the players to to prepare for and know exactly where that line is. And so I, I agree with that. Like anything that can be done to standardize how a match is going to be called, I, I think it's in general is a good thing. I I do wonder if VAR is in a bit of a tough spot because you know the referee sets so much of the tone of what is allowed and 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 what is not and so sometimes when you when a ref is letting them play and then it goes to var and it's like the slightest touch is then given as a penalty it's really really annoying uh but i don't know how you fix that and have var so in my opinion that the better thing to do would be do anything anything that makes VAR more consistent is going to be a good thing in the end. Because at the end of the day, if players know that they won't get away with something, then they're going to stop doing it. But right now, it, it it doesn't even really matter if it goes to VAR because you it, it's no more consistent than on-field reps, it seems like. So 
I'm fully on board with you as far as that. Like something needs to be done to make it more consistent. And whether that's going to be a full panel, like going over every single game, I, I think that might make more sense than we currently having a on pit uh, center referees who rotate through with the VAR. I, I, I think at this point we've clearly seen that isn't really working. Um, so I, I'd welcome any change. Well, I shouldn't say any change. I, I'd welcome reasonable changes to the way that England does uh, VAR for sure. Yeah, like it, it's funny because you think we have reached the bottom and can't get any worse, and then you say I'm open to any change, and then the change comes in even worse than that because I still remember the handballs from like when VAR first became a thing. It was criminal. Like I, I'll not forget Eric Dyer's handball. Like man's just jumping, trying to head the ball. Somebody heads it from the back, and it's like. Okay, so that's a handball now. So, wild, wild situations. But, um, again, all we're asking for is consistency. If you're going to consistently make... Whether we like it or not, we have accepted offsides. Like, people can say what they want. That is one of the things that has been consistently applied um, 99% of the times. There are people who are now, like, debating the thickness of the line and whatnot. Like, how should have changed. But, to be honest, I, I think... Um, VAR is here to stay, so why not talk about how to make it better? And another thing that is here to stay is us putting our pod box where our mouth is. And we have a full slate of games. Braden, do you want to do a quick rundown on how we are going to do that? Yeah, so if you're uh, new to us, uh, first of all, welcome. Uh, we'd uh, certainly invite you to uh, subscribe and, and uh, get, leave us a five-star review if you are so inclined. Um, but what we do here each week is we are going to bet on the three-way money line after each of these games. So team A, team B, or a draw. Um, we will talk about spreads. We will talk about some over-unders. We will likely talk about some goal scorer props and that sort of thing. Uh, but when it comes to actually placing our uh, hard-earned pod bucks, as we call them, uh, we certainly would not be advocating betting money, wink, wink. We're, we're going to stick to the three-way money line. Um, so with that, um, let's, uh, get started and have some fun this week. Yes, sir. First game between two teams that are quite like, and one in very different situation than the other Brentford at home at plus 195, taking on Brighton at plus 140, draws a plus 220, over-unders at two and a half, Will's gone on and picked Brighton. I, I do seem to be missing something here because... Given how good Brighton have been, like this line seems a little wild, given how bad Brentford also has been. I agree. So there's two things that are mostly narrative-driven that I, I think could maybe point to Brentford. One is maybe getting a response back from the previous week when they lost 5-1. Like I think that's fair enough. You would expect a team to come out and play better, especially at home after that. And the other, I think, is just more or less assuming that Brighton do have to take a step back from not having Graham Potter there anymore. Um, I generally try to fade narrative on in, in most circumstances. So I'm going to take Brighton here. I think a plus 140, you know, it's a plus favorites. We talk about that all the time as well. Um, but Brighton at plus 140, I think just makes a lot of sense. And I, as good as Brentford can be at home, I think Brighton are just, an overall better team. I think they're playing better. I think that they're deserving of where they are in the table right now. Like you can say whether they'll be there at the end of the season or not. I don't know, but 
for right now, they they deserve to be where they are. And so I, I'm going to go with Brighton. I, I see a way that this can bite me, but I, I just think they're going to pull it out. Yeah, I'm going to go with Brighton as well. I think they are the better team, and Brentford are not at the level they were at times last season and even at the beginning of this season. But um, we'll see. I'm going to go with Brighton. I think new coach has picked up where Graham Potter left off. But after the first couple of games, you do start to see like more of a pr- imprint from the new manager. So we'll see how the players are adjusting and doing as we move forward. Um, moving on to the next one, Leicester at home at plus 130 against Palace at plus 210. Draws at plus 230. Calls for Brendan Roger to be sacked have already started. Braden, how do you feel about this? This one's easy to me. Uh, I know I just talked about how we like plus favorites around here. I'm not going bad in this situation. Palace are a team on the rise, and and Leicester really can't get out of their own way. Like, they're losing to Burnmouth after going up a goal. Like, that's really should be unacceptable. So I'm going with Palace. I think that it's pretty straightforward. Um, They're just a better team right now. And I, I think... I mentioned last week, I think it was, that I expected Palace with a little bit of a more favorable schedule to start climbing up the table a little bit. I think that continues this week. I think uh, Palace get three points here. You know, I am going to go with a draw, same as Will, because I think there has to be a bounce after that loss to Bournemouth. I think the team um, has to show something. And uh, Palace are, for all their good work, are not a team that's known for winning. They're a team that still are known for good performances, similar to how Brighton worked out last couple of seasons. So I'm going to go with a draw in this situation because, again, you can't bet. It's a bounce of ball kind of a game situation for me where I don't know which way that falls. Madison's free kick start going in. It's a different game altogether. So I'm going to go with a draw in this case. Uh, moving on to the next one, Fulham at minus 115, taking on Bournemouth at plus 310, draws at plus 255, over-unders at two and a half. Will's gone with Bournemouth. I'm going to assume that's his dumbest bet of the week. But, Braden, what are your thoughts? I would wait to place this bet a little bit later unless you're, you're pretty sure about Fulham here. Um, I, I think it's Fulham. I'll get that out of the way. There's some concerns there around uh, Mitrovic and Polina, I believe, about whether uh, they'll be fully fit to play. But even if they're not, I think that there's probably enough about this Fulham team to go ahead and and get this over the line. I would certainly be trickier, especially if Mitrovic doesn't play, but I I think Fulham will will get this done. Maybe wait to bet until you hear manager press conferences on Friday and look out for that news. Um, but I'm going to go with Fulham. Uh, I'm going to go for Fulham as well. I think they are the better team. They won the game in the championship, and I just assume they are going to win the game here as well. Moving on, Wolves at minus 145, taking on Forest at plus 400, draws at plus 265. I have to go up and say this. I was very, very excited about Steve Cooper, about Nottingham Forest. Steve Cooper signed an extension. I think that potentially might be to insert like a lower buyout clause or whatever. Um, Don't know what that was about. However, I am going to go out and say currently they look like odds-on favorites to be one of the worst teams in the league. 
Yes, I, I would mostly agree with that. With looking at advanced metrics, they really don't like burn as well. So I expect some correction in points there uh, in, in the long term. But I really don't think much of this Forest team right now. That said, like Wolves are kind of... They're not in the same place because they, they're a much more talented squad than Forrest uh, in overall, I think. But they just haven't really put it all together, I think. And and there wasn't really any bounce from um, firing the manager last week. Like Chelsea still pretty much dominated them, and I, I didn't really see much there to write home about. And there's likely still won't have a manager for this match, which obviously counts them against them a little bit. But not enough for me to take them. So I'm going to go with Wolves. I'm a little nervous about that. And I could easily see taking a draw here in this situation as well. So I will say um, I I don't particularly like the Bournemouth team in advanced metrics either. But um, I, I think Forrest, in terms of what they've done in spending $150 million after Fulham showed twice that that is not the way to go um, seems kind of a wild idea. They've launched an investigation on uh, why exactly that has happened. But my boy Dino got a very slanderous um, article written about him that he had conceded 10 goals from outside the box with a combined XG of 0.1, which as somebody who believes in XG, I was just like, what the fuck, Dino? Like, what the fuck is going on? And I went and looked at them um, very, very interesting things of what you can do with statistics there because uh, I think as a Dino fan and a Dino stan, I'm going to say this, that he has not had his best season yet. But um, I think that stat is kind of fucking crazy. Having said all of that, I'm going to go take a draw because the talk about Dean Henderson kind of makes me feel like he's going to have a big performance. And the, this Wolves team, I still don't know where they consistently get goals from. I know they have a lot of talent on the pitch, but when there isn't a goal scorer, that could be problematic. But one of the things you have to notice is Dean Henderson concedes a lot of goals from outside the box. And this is going to be my main bet for this game. Dean Henderson concedes a lot of goals from outside the box. Ruben Neves is fantastic from outside the box. Oh, I like that. <laughs> that like, if you want a prop to like take, put some money into who scores a goal, like I, I would take that 100%. So um, on that, I'm going to take a draw. Will has also taken a draw. So, And I also just don't trust the Wolves team at minus 145, full disclosure. I think they are the better team, but at minus 145, I need a guaranteed win. I, I think that's it. fair. Um, I, I think that I, if, if this were Wolves against basically all but like four teams in the league, I, I wouldn't be taking them in this situation. But unfortunately, I think Force is one of those four teams at this point. Yep. Fair enough. Um, moving on, let's see uh, if you like your money here. Spurs at home at minus 200, taking on Everton at plus 525, draws at plus 330, over-unders at three. Um, Spurs won their midweek game away to Frankfurt, uh, looking like their Champions League hopes are still alive. Braden, what do you make of this game coming up? I want to take a draw here uh, because I... I really don't think Everton is even as good as they've been this year. Like, I think, you know, Everton being at 12th is a good story. But, like, if you look at their expected points, it's not very good. And they're just very uninspiring to me. 
they have a very good record uh, of conceding uh, or goals against with only nine uh, so far, but they have an XG allowed of like around 14 and a half, which implies that there should probably be some regression there. And a team that scores low XG goals, like we talk about Leicester, but Spurs can also have several players that can outperform their XG as well. So I think this is a spot that I, I, I've got to go with Spurs here, even though I think that Everton are a team that will cause a couple. I don't. Well, I shouldn't say cause problems. That implies that Everton might score, which I don't think they will. But they are a team that can frustrate uh, another team for a little bit. But I don't think it's going to be enough to get past Spurs. Um, so I, I'm going with Tottenham here. Uh, I expect it to be low scoring. This over under of three. I would. I'd be very interested in the under here. Fair enough. I'm going to go for a draw, actually, in this game. Much like the previous game we talked about, I just don't trust Spurs at minus 200. So um, I'm going to go for a draw. I'm not going to go for a full-blown Everton win. But, I mean, again, this is a game where, you know, people who love to play Willens make become Willens. And um, Rich Allison, a goal for him in this game, if he plays, would not be one of the worst ideas of the weekend um moving forward aston villa at home at plus 310 taking on chelsea at minus 125 draws at plus 255 over under the two and a half i'm just begging graham potter like come on go out show some class and let me start shitting on steven gerard again i think that's gonna happen um i i don't think much of this villa squad right now plus 310 is probably enough if you are a believer. Because uh, I, I I do know that Villa can be a, well, I shouldn't even say streaky team, a very unpredictable team. And they have players who can come out with some performances, but uh, they're just not consistent. And the Chelsea squad, I do think, have the play. Like, if you watched midweek, I think they're maybe starting to click with Graham Potter just a little bit. Um, I'm going to go with Chelsea here. I, minus 125 doesn't scare me. Playing away to Villa doesn't really scare me that much either. So for me, this is going to be Chelsea. I'm going to go with Chelsea as well because I would like some happiness and uh, round it up with Will also going for Chelsea. Moving on, Jesse Marsh and Leeds at plus 460 take on Arsenal at minus 175. Draws at plus 320. Over-unders at three. Braden, a comfortable win for Arsenal at Ellen Road? I don't know if it's comfortable. Like I, I think Leeds are a team that generally will work hard enough to make it uncomfortable for you but i do think arsenal a better team they're playing better uh i i expect to see them go out and and do something the only thing i might have some concerns about is it is that it sounds like jesus is not going to travel um for midweek in europa league uh due to um due to the incident with samikas we'll we'll just put it with that i I don't know exactly what the follow that is but um it, it sounds like he's going to miss a game with that. There's some a few other injury concerns around Zinchenko and that sort of thing. I don't really think that's enough to really bring these two teams close to parity. So like, I think Nketiah slots in if he, if Jesus can't go and is perfectly fine here in this scenario. Uh, so for me, I'm going Arsenal. I don't think it's simple. I do like the over three. Um, yeah, I, I think Arsenal get the win. I don't think it's necessarily easy. Fair enough. I'm going to go with Arsenal as well. I think they're riding a high, and uh, the Europa League game should also bring them back 
to reality a little bit. In, not in terms of a hard game or anything, but more so, you know, you won the Liverpool game, but you haven't won anything. You got to keep grinding on, and um, what potentially could be a letdown spot, I think, gets taken up there. So I'm gonna go with Arsenal. Will is as well. So um, for all of us agreeing with two back-to-back London teams. Uh, moving on and talking about London teams, Manchester United at minus 105 taking on Newcastle at plus 265 draws a plus 260 over under a two and a half Braden, how are you feeling i this is going to be a really good one like i think this is like maybe not the most hyped game of the weekend but i think this could be one of the best games of the weekend because you've got a newcastle team that's playing very very well i think plus 265 odds represents pretty good value uh for newcastle if you're so inclined to take that uh, they've got a lot of players who really seem to be clicking a little bit right now. And I, it's hard for me to look away from Newcastle plus 265. It's also really hard for me to re, ever go against Man United at Old Trafford. Like, it's just, I know it's not the same as it's been previously, but you, you when you think of these, like, bigger games, you, you think of, like, fans showing up and, and, Thinking back to the Liverpool match earlier this year, where it it just seemed like United were gonna run run and get pretty much run over by Liverpool, especially after that like Brentford game, and you just really saw the crowd lift for performance. I I don't know if you'll fully see that against Newcastle. Like I know that the hatred that United fans have for Liverpool is is kind of on another level compared to Newcastle, but I do think you'll see something there. So. I'm going to go with the draw. Like, I think that Newcastle have the talent to get something from this game. I think they are playing very well. I'm not sure they're consistent enough to get a win in this scenario. So, at only slightly worse odds than Newcastle win, I'm going to take a draw. You know what? Draw probably is the right way to go but i'm gonna go with uh newcastle united i think newcastle need a big scalp they were very very close to beating manchester city at st james's earlier in the year and it's not a good matchup in my opinion for the big teams i mean essentially you think about how annoying those eddie howe teams were and then you add quality into it and that's what newcastle are like there is very good quality i would hate my life in atlanta if almiron scores and um, you've got Saint Maxima, you've got Bruno Gomares, you've got Nick Pope. Like I, I think it's a very decent, decent team, and it is one of those situations that United. Uh, actually, let me rephrase this. I think United, if they lose this, really need to make sure they play the way Ten Hag wants them to play. I think there is a way Manchester United can eke out a win here where you essentially sit back, give Newcastle the ball, and counterattack. Pretty much what we did last year when Newcastle came to town, Ronaldo's uh, second debut. But I would like to see us try to control the game. If you make mistakes, you concede. It is what it is. Even if it's 4-0, it's it's 4-0, it's 4-0. I hope it's not that bad. But I would like to see us play a certain way to try to beat Newcastle because they are a team you need to be dispatching your way and not fucking changing up the way you play. So... Going to go out and say that, but I'm going to take Newcastle because I think at the beginning of a journey, these are games that are hard and, you know, Newcastle are a team that can punish you. Will has also taken Newcastle. Of course he has. (laughs) And talking about uh, Will's favorite teams, Southampton. 
plus 190, taking on West Ham at plus 145, draws at plus 225, over-unders at two and a half. I do have a question for you before we go too in-depth here. Um, Skamaka, what are your thoughts on him? Because he's starting to become a confident striker in the Premier League. And I know Haaland and all of them are like light years ahead of him currently. And I'm not trying to compare them, but he does look like somebody who can be a real threat at West Ham for years to come. Yeah, I agree. I, I, there were links with uh, Skamaka to Arsenal like earlier in the transfer window. And when I kind of looked at his profile, I was pretty okay if, if Arsenal went after him. Like just another like big physical player who can, uh, you, you know, has some technical ability. I think fits in well with what West Ham are, are trying to do. Like I, I think at Arsenal, he mostly would have been like a second choice, like change of pace type thing. But I think he can easily be what, West Ham really are looking for in a starting number nine. I do think over the course of the season, you're going to see less of a reliance on Antonio and then switching Warren to Skamaka as a, as like the guy there, which I think it's kind of what this West Ham team needs. Like, I think they need a little bit more production out of number nine. Like Antonio has been a, in like a workhorse for years uh, there. And, I, I think it is about time for some for some new blood to kind of keep uh, to keep West Ham going and keep that attack uh, humming along. For this game specifically, I, I'm a little torn because I have some concerns about West Ham uh, going to Southampton, coming off of a uh, midweek uh, European competition with Southampton not having to deal with that. I think I'm going to go with a draw here. I, I think West Ham are a better team. I think them having to play in Europe might be a little bit of the difference here. I know there's you know still rumors going around about Hassan Huddle. This could be it. So I, I know uh, like last week would have been a little unfair, but maybe this might be kind of last chance saloon here for us and huddle. Like I, I know we've joked about it several times with, with will calling for his head early and often, uh, but rumors going around point to something there. So I expect a little bit of a performance here from Southampton. Um, I, I'm not sure exactly where this is going to end up. You know, if I can get the Southampton team as dedicated and as hardworking as they have been, in games against the bigger oppositions, I think this would be a very nice game to watch. But the problem is they don't come out like that every game. So that's the kind of that's the reason I'm going to go with West Ham. So is Will. Uh, so I'll take West Ham at plus 145. Draw, though, at plus 225 does not seem bad. But um, I will say all this talk about Skamaka has me feeling he's going to blank in this game. Moving on, Liverpool against Manchester City, a game that people have gotten used to over the years, for the last couple of years, um, as the top two dogs going on against each other. However, that is not the case. Haaland potentially might be hurt, but it is kind of sad to see Pep Guardiola play mind games with a very fragile Jurgen Klopp slash Liverpool right now, who come in at plus 295. Man City at minus 125, draws at plus 300, over-unders at three and a half. Will's 
taking the draw. Man City at minus 125, for me, against this Liverpool team, seems like a wild proposition. I've got to agree. Like, I don't see... I don't see a compelling reason to take Liverpool right now. I, I understand that the game today against Rangers good for them, but I, I don't I, I don't really compare that to Man City here. You've got a city team that are, are really clicking on all cylinders, and I honestly think that if they had to put Julian Alvarez in, is he as good as Holland? No, but I think he still is capable of getting the job done. Against a Liverpool team that I just I think they're still in the transition, and I don't know if they're fully willing to admit it at this point. Like, I, I think there are key decisions that need to be that need to be made in different directions that, like, they need to take to like commit to a rebuild. And I'm not sure that like they're ready for that yet. And, and maybe they'll come out of January and it'll look different, and and that will be the key to the like the next iteration of Liverpool, but. Like right now, I think they have some pieces that don't fully work together. Um, in especially in their attack with like Nunez, Salah, um, Diaz, who I, I assume Diaz will miss this game through injury. Um, but you can plug Jota in there; he'll be okay. But it's just a, a lot of pieces that I think are still figuring out how to play with each other. And that's not really a good recipe for playing City. Like I, I think it's just going to be really, really tough for them in this game. I, I would expect City to be pretty much on top of this game. I don't know about this over-under of three and a half. I do think this is a game that like Liverpool will be up for. Like They will go out and, and you know put in, put in their best effort, but I think you probably would have said the same thing about Arsenal, and you know that ended up in goal fest, so I don't know where to go with that either. Uh, for this game, at Minus one twenty five. Like anytime you get City at that, I, I'm really, really interested in taking it. I, I, I know that this line is giving Anfield a lot of credit, in my opinion. I'm not really willing to get give it as much as I think this line does. Like I, I think City are pretty comfortably a better team right now, and uh, there's a little bit of reputation here uh, in the in city only being minus 125 that is fair sir that is fair i'm gonna go and uh take man city as well um i think at minus 125 when vegas gives it to you with man city you just take it like i i think i'll live with it if it's a draw or um liverpool win but that brings us to an end of um, this weekend's fixtures. We are going to be back next week again talking about more football. Their midweek games, we'll try to cover them as best as we can. So keep an eye out. We'll be back next week. Cheers, guys.